Cynic Empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. Two handguns like pointed out and then everyone else ha has like a gun pointed at you and you're like, back up! Oh, yeah. Back the yeah, fuck back up! up. <laughs> and I'll like, do it! I'll like, do it! There's more of us than there are of you, Tim. You can't kill us all. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you try me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I'm just, yeah, I'm sitting there just being like trying to like recite scripture at them. Like. <laughs> I'm typing as fast as I can. Yeah. How are you ready for uh, Amy Coney Barrett to become the next Supreme Court pick? I I really couldn't care less. Um, I I assume that she probably would be. <laughs> like the the Democrats are pretty spineless as far as that's concerned. Like they might have the ability to block that, yeah. similar to the way that Merrick Garland was blocked in 2016. Whoa, but yeah. they're obviously not going to play by the same rules that the Republicans did for whatever fucking reason. I don't know. So what I what I found out. So I was reading about it because those are my exact thoughts, but. I decided, oh, well, let me go and look into the wonkery of how this shit actually works so I can have an educated opinion. <laughs> and Shame so on you. Basically, <laughs> I think, I and I know I shouldn't have done it, but I wasted my time and looked into it anyways just to see like what was feasible. And so I think in 2017, I don't know who voted or how many people voted or whatever, but basically a, they passed a law in the senate lowering so okay so let me just so i'm assuming most people don't know this but this is how a supreme court justice mm -hmm. gets picked uh the president picks mm -hmm. somebody and then the senate just has to vote in a majority and that's it the the house mm -hmm. isn't involved nothing else is involved them. just the yeah. senate like they, they mm -hmm. confirm them like like the least two democratic parts of our democracy the president that gets elected on electoral college which isn't us, and then the Senate, which is uh, non-democratic because states get the same number of senators regardless right, of population. Right. So small right. states with uh, smaller population sizes have a more powerful vote. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you say so these two fairly undemocratic institutions. Yeah. And so it used to be that I think you had to have like a supermajority or whatever in the Senate of like 60 or 60 plus of the senators to mm -hmm. vote in favor in order to get a, um, a Supreme court justice approved. But in 2017, um, a bill got passed that, that allowed you just had to have a majority. You just had to have 51. Damn. And I think the Republicans have 53. Yep. <laughs> and, it almost seemed like uh, it was made for this. So at this point, the <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh well, yeah. And it was 2017 when they passed it. So, um, I think 2017, I don't know. I think there was a majority of Republicans. I don't fuck. It, there's been a majority of Republicans in the, the Senate uh, basically for a while. And um, what else? So basically the only thing that they could do to try to stop this is to do an impeachment on the president. But the Democrats have kind of already blown their load on that uh, once. And so they probably don't want to do it right before an election because I feel like it would make them look bad. And they probably feel like they would lose because of it. So they're gonna probably going to let her go mm -hmm. in. And if someone knows something else of what they could do, you let me know. But that's the only thing that I could find on the internets of what they could do at this point. Because, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what it 
why would it matter if she was or wasn't confirmed anyways? Like, what kind of consequences do you think that it could have? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there still be a majority of conservative because it'll be a makeup of six three, I think. But Dem- Democrat yeah, versus not like Republican the Democrats would... party oriented justices, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say, I would, yeah. I mean, as, as far as I'm concerned, like none of not a single one Democrats of them represent are marginally better things that I believe. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I feel um, like... did you hear that? Um, that there was a letter that was intercepted uh, on uh, sent on behalf of the Trump administration to potentially suspend habeas corpus. I, from what I understand, habeas corpus is already done away with due to the Obama administration. Like it already doesn't exist like effectively, like they can lock you up in perpetuity without trial by jury. If they believe you are of like, I don't know if it's terrorist group or like whatever, but um, yeah, like that's already not what? a thing. But then I also, I think I've read something once before that habeas corpus uh, was gotten rid of. I don't know if it was during the, from the Patriot Act or some previous, no, I don't think it was Patriot Act, for something else previous from the Bush administration. And then it was just expanded under the Obama administration. Okay. So it might just be another expanding of what falls in within that. Things are just happening so fast, man. I can't keep up with all this shit. Oh, no, I I feel it. And it's also like, yeah, what handbook of words people working from. Bum, bum, bum. I'm looking it up, looking it up, looking it up with that Kit Kat par. <laughs> looking it up, looking it up. Well, here's the Anti-Terrorism and Effective, Effective Death Penalty Act in 1996 following the Oklahoma City bombing uh, Congress passed. Um, which was 91 to 8 in the Senate uh, and 293 to 133 in the House. Uh, that was Bill Clinton and signed into law that, that effect. Uh, and that was intended to deter terrorism, provide justice for victims, provide an effective death penalty, and for other purposes. So basically allowed them to kill people that were uh, labeled terrorists, right? Hmm. Deter terrorism. Yeah, that'll do it. So you're you're referring to the Bush administration. Um, so we've got the Military Commissions Act of 2006, which Bush signed. Um, Bill which suspended habeas corpus for any alien determined to be unlawful enemy combatants engaged in hostilities or having supported hostilities against the United States. So kind of a similar. Yeah, so I mean that you mm-hmm. could be like, yeah, like you're you're not a citizen here, and uh, we don't really like what what's on your track record. So you are viewed as a hostile. So, boom, in you yeah. go, never to return. Uh, following December first, twenty eleven, vote by the United States Senate to reject the NDAA, which is National Defense Authorization mm-hmm. Act. Uh, amendment prescribing the definite detention of U.S. citizens. This what no, no, no. Read? This is a different one. This is 2011. So last one was okay. 2006, and there were many, many prior to that. Okay. Yeah, but I'm I'm right there with you. Um, yeah. The Senate voted 3860 reject important amendment that would have removed harmful provisions authorizing U.S. military to pick up and imprison without charge or trial civilians, including anywhere American in the citizens, world. Anywhere in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Which is kind of scary that they can stay they voted to anywhere reject, in the world. They were, but they rejected that amendment? Well, the Senate voted 3860 to reject an important amendment that would have removed harmful provisions. Wait, so the provision's already in there? Yeah. Okay, okay, so they, the, so they, okay, so they voted not to get rid of this thing that was already in there. Uh, yeah, so if we go back a little bit farther, I okay. we can probably find, because there's a couple of other dates up here, uh, so it might be the, so the, you think it was explicitly within the, um, Obama's administration? Well, the NDAA, well, that, well, that is, I think it might have, maybe it started underneath, well, this is, okay, well, this is the NDAA, oh, wait, what the fuck, Natural Defense Authorization Act, wait, so when was the Natural Defense Authorization, well, this one says Nat- National Defense Authorization Act for 2012, but that thing we were just reading for 2011. Well, well, we have one uh, on January 21st, 2009. Uh, Obama issued executive orders regarding Guantanamo Bay Naval Base and the individuals held there, and that stated that they have the constitutional privilege of the writ of habeas corpus, which is probably uh, right about the time that he uttered that famous phrase, we uh, tortured some folks. <laughs> you know, that, yeah, we tortured some That folks. whole mess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you I guess it have is have contingent. Hmm? It's kind of uh, it's probably a little bit more nuanced than a lot of folks. I mean, like it really doesn't matter for all intents and purposes. It's not like there's going yeah, to be it, this watchdog group within the government that's going to be like, "Hey, other side of the government, stop doing that thing that obviously benefits us government folk." We want to make sure that you're playing yeah. by the rules that will affect everyone positively. <laughs> Right. No thanks, dude. The only law of the government is to not fuck over other rich people. And as long as you don't do that, you can do whatever the fuck mm-hmm. you want. That's like, we're going to rise this tide and all these ships are going to float. Yeah. It's going to be great. Mm. Yeah. That's all I got to say about that. Um, what's some other stuff that's going on in the news today? Oh, yeah. How about that little bit about uh, Purdue Pharma? Hmm. I thought that was interesting. I haven't read the entire article. My thing is, like, when I was reading mm-hmm. it, I was like, what's the angle? You know what I mean? Oh, I know what the angle is. Like, do you? Yeah, because the... What, do you want to explain what you, it did is? Did I send before? you the dot, the dot .gov one? No, you sent me the CNN one. Okay, so there there's a, the couple, and, of course, the United States government actually issued a, a, a press release on it. And in that, they discuss how uh, Purdue Pharma is effectively going to be dissolved and reappropriated by the federal government in order to, quotes, benefit those harmed by the opioid epidemic. And I don't know what the fuck that means, because it basically sounds like we're going to hire more cops to enforce uh, the uh, anti-homelessness laws and, you know, kick people who look like they're right. doing drugs to the curb and i i, I don't it, it's it's so vaguely worded it just sounds like it was a it was a blatant uh power grab like there was wealth wealth on the table public sentiment was massively against that company and they finally found a way to do it through uh, legal jargon and military force and they went in and fucking took that well, that this seems surprising to me because normally you think of the government working for rich people. So, like, to just like all the rich assholes that ran the company, do they just get like a bunch of golden parachutes and we're just like, eh, all right, 
you can have this. We're just going to go and live on our Caribbean islands. We we milk this cow enough. Uh, I th- I want to say yes. Um, so let me see if I can find that uh, the .dot gov article. But uh, I know that there were some uh, concerns that the um, Sackler family, I believe, is the the owners or the uh, the I think they were the mm-hmm. former owners of Purdue Pharmaceuticals. Is that correct? And then they sold it to um, a different holdings group. Um, but they were still uh, responsible, you know, because this the opioid epidemic and the distribution of OxyContin started in particular under the started under the Sacklers, right? Even though they were aware mm-hmm. of their violation of anti-kickback laws and the detrimental effects right. that the form of distribution right. was taking. They're non-addictive. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it was, it's all a bunch of shady shit that they obviously were aware of like duh um so i think that the concern um from the public sentiment now is that they're not going to be held accountable because of uh this notion of a golden parachute so what what exactly how would you explain that to me who is relatively unfamiliar with um you know how wealthy people can simply like from a legal standpoint walk away from all of these things? Do they just like pay off governing bodies and be like, take, take this certain amount of asset and I'm going to go over here and live on some kind of nice little well-maintained Island for the rest of my life. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I mean, I think it's just, uh, fondling the, uh, the legal justice system in <laughs> such a way to get what you want out of it. of mm-hmm. just, uh, being able to, I don't know, dissolve assets and, you know, screw over everyone, all the employees of a company and be able to set yourself up pretty with a bunch of cash mm-hmm. and uh, just walk away scot-free. But at the same time, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Do you remember when they filed for Chapter 11 in, um, last year? Did we discuss that? I don't remember discussing that. I wasn't even aware that that had that happened. That must have Because this really isn't quiet. the first time they've been... That must have been really quiet then because I feel like Purdue Pharma filing bankruptcy um you know just just prior to the outbreak of covid that's that just sounds weird yeah it's like you're 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 selling something that people will break into people's houses for to get you know yeah <laughs> the demand is out mm-hmm. there like how the fuck are you going fucking bankrupt yeah oh my how, god how and it's how are you mismanaging this? The uh, the lawsuits. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure you you read in that, that were yeah. like in the trillions. Like it, it was a massive amount of money. Oh, of people doing like class the, action lawsuits the combined, against them and stuff like that for ruining their yeah, lives. Was in the trillions. That okay? So that's probably the angle. The probably the angle is like okay, hey, 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 hey. All these class action lawsuits are ganging up on you. Instead of allowing that to happen. Instead, the government is going to give you a, uh, in comparison to trillions, a billion dollars isn't that mm-hmm. bad. And um, since you don't have that, we'll just close it down and all the higher ups, mm-hmm. you know, take your cut and just, uh, you know, go start another pharmaceutical company and uh, make a bunch of money somewhere else. Mm. Man. So that's probably yeah. That's probably the angle because I mean, there's always a fucking angle with this shit. It's like no, it's not. It's not like the government is like, oh, we're going to go and beat up this poor company mm-hmm. because uh, we're going. We're just so good. We're just here for you. Instead, it's like, 
oh, the people are trying to milk this cow. We're going to take it over, and sorry, people, the government owns this now. Mm-hmm. Now we can't give you any money. Yeah. There's no money to give you. It's a it's a government company now, not owned in private hands. You can't take the money from us. Yeah, a different kind of private hands. That actually makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the settlement was over $8 billion. That's just a ridiculous sum of money. So when you have... Mm-hmm. It says two billion of it was a, a criminal forfeiture. Does that essentially just mean the government's like pay us that we want you to write a check for two billion dollars and that's going straight into our coffers? Like, is that effectively what it is? Oh wait, hold on. They've also got a three point five four billion dollar criminal fine. So of all these criminal oh criminal fine versus criminal forfeiture. Oh ho ho. I yeah I don't know the distinction. Okay. I mean, I, I would hope that there would be like some kind of difference in terms of the dispersion of these funds, but even so, according to something like MMT, it doesn't necessarily matter whether or not you know these coffers are being filled with criminal forfeitures or not, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is this is really intended just to be uh, vindiction on behalf of. Uh, a a perceived wrongdoing, which even then is not going to necessarily matter unless you take so much from these people that their lives are at the very least uh, replicating some of those whom they've destroyed. Wait, which people? The, the like the Sacklers, the 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 owners and managers oh, no, of Purdue Pharma no, 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 no. and the like. But no, 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 but even no, no, no. then, it's like the, what what is that going to fucking do? Like what what is what does a a vindictive justice system ever do? Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like shitty people taking advantage of other shitty people, which is, mm-hmm. I guess, not the worst thing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah, it depends on that. Which, which, what are the two shitty people in this scenario? Uh, the the state, the federal government, and, and yeah. the uh, Sacklers and/or administrators of Purdue Pharma. They're kind of eating at each oh, other. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, that'd be great. Yeah, if they would actually do that. Yeah, that'd be yeah. nice. Not, not that that should, not that that uh, template should ever be extrapolated from that and like placed in any other arena. It's like, hey, I mean, if you guys are going to fight amongst yourself, maybe like one of you guys will not make it out of this, and that's going to make it a better mm-hmm. world for the rest of us. Yeah, <laughs> just the Joker scene, break the pool stick in half. Now you two fight. Yeah, yeah, we're having tryouts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah bankruptcy most of the wealth of the sackler family is not held in purdue that should be a wake-up call to a lot of folks oh yeah yeah so yep we're just digging out the sweet gold mine of why this was allowed to happen Mm -hmm. yeah it it doesn't it's not even hurting them exactly like on the face it's presented as like oh look look at how the government's holding people to account and it's like wait only $8 billion when they have tri- $2 trillion in fines against them. Mm-hmm. Oh, the people that are trying to be held in account actually have all their wealth in other companies. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's not hurty. Oh man. That's great. Uh, most of their, their wealth, uh, oh, is my of course God. offshore. And... You cocksuckers. Members of the Sackler family withdrew more than $10 billion from Purdue Pharma and put the money in family trust as a company faced legal challenges relating to its role in the Nationals' opiate epidemic, according to court documents. You fucking sacks of shit. They knew it was shit. coming. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking sacks of shit. 
You fucking scum. Sacklers of shit. You motherfuckers. <laughs> you motherfuckers get to get goddamn filthy fucking rich off of costing countless people's lives, ruining lives, uh, just awful, awful, worst possible shit. And then you get you get you get ten billion dollars out of that. You withdrew ten billion dollars. They're only charging you eight billion dollars. Even if even if they didn't withdraw this fucking money, they would still be left with two billion dollars. Mm-hmm. I can't even fathom how much goddamn fucking money is two billion dollars. But it's worse than that. It's worse than that because they fucking got to withdraw it before the money got fucking the the company got dissolved. So they got to have the true fucking value of these shitty fucking stocks. God fucking damn it. <laughs> this is beautiful. This is such horse shit. Uh, so just so that everyone is aware, this is totally, I mean, it's related, but it's kind of off base. The, uh, it keeps getting worse. Uh, the former chairman of Purdue Pharma, his name was uh, Richard Sackler, Dick Sackler. I mean, <laughs> no. <laughs> What the fuck? Who the fuck names their kid Dick Sackler? Dick Sackler. Sackler. <laughs> like goddamn, the fucking, what the fuck, Dick Sackler? <laughs> <laughs> goddamn simulation's getting pretty weak. Yeah. Oh, man, and it's really weak. So this guy is an American billionaire businessman, and his father, Raymond Sackler... Uh, who mm-hmm. didn't even Ray Sack, as I call him. Yeah, it, this was this was it, so Purdue Pharma uh, was purchased mm-hmm. by them, right? Uh, like it, it, it sounds right. like there's like an insinuation that Arthur M. Sackler, Mortimer Sackler, and Raymond Sackler made it together, but I think they just purchased it. So it's like it. This is just Wait. like a, a old, old, old money. This is just lame. <laughs> wait, they bought. Wait, they purchased what? Uh, Purdue Pharma. So it says Raymond Sackler. Oh, I bet we could that, find out. Well, yeah, that's what always fucking. Oh happens. yeah, it was it's founded like, by fucking, John Purdue Gray. It's just like fucking uh uh Elon Musk. He bought fucking Tesla. Like it wasn't even his fucking idea. That's he great. bought it off some other dude. Mm-hmm. Like that's what these losers always do. They don't have any cool ideas. They're just like, money. oh, what's something? What's something uh, that's already profitable? Oh, I'll I'll just buy that, mm-hmm. and I'll and then I'll, I'll buy it, and then I'm going to hire a consulting firm to go in and skinny out everything of the company, just uh, make it as miserable as possible for everyone that fucking works with it, and maximize the profits, and then brag about how fucking smart I am and what a good capitalist I am. Like they didn't They're do so anything. good capitalists. Man. They're like the best capitalist. Which from my perspective is like a is like a scathing uh is rip is a rip on them. So fuck those guys. Yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah, dude yeah, I hadn't read the story. Like I read like the I read like the first paragraph is probably what most people do. They're just like, Wow, Oxycontin plea deal, wow Companies getting dissolved. Wow, I guess they're really showing it to them. Mm-hmm. And then the more you read this article, it's just like, no, Mm-mm. no, not at all. It's literally, yeah, nothing bad's happening to them. Yeah, like you have this nasty and, and ass tree, those, and they just they chopped, they pruned a branch off of it. <laughs> like, and now yeah. all these people that have these two trillion dollars in claims for their lives being fucking ruined by fucking oxycontin, the government's just going to be like. Pfft. 
fuck you. (laughs) Purdue Pharma doesn't exist anymore. Now it's Oxycontin Co. owned by the government. Fuck you. You can't get any money. Company doesn't exist anymore. You can't get money from a company that doesn't exist. Yeah, we we took what we wanted from it, and yeah, now it's just not there anymore. So. You know, good good luck going and like hunting down the Sacklers. I mean, I guess that's that's the yeah. option for all those people out there. <laughs> you can go try to I like guess. get your dime from them personally. Yeah. Who was that guy that did that in in the Golden Age? Um, he he was like, oh well, um, if my wealth was to be redistributed amongst every person on earth, then I'd owe them all two pence. And anyone who approaches me on the street and asks for two pence, I shall give it to them. You know, and and he like went around. You know, anybody that would come up to him and ask, of course, he would give it to them and he would like give them a little sardonic smile. And <laughs> what a cocksucker. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, like two yeah, pence back you. then still wasn't shit. Exactly. And I think that that's, that's what they were trying to make out. It's like, oh, that there's so many people. It's not going to make a difference. And of course, I know that not everyone's going to be able to approach right. me on the street. So, well, and that's like just like faulty shit, idiot fucking logic. Yeah, you know, yeah. well, I don't think it's they expected like, it to do anything. It was, it was a, it was commentary, right? <laughs> it was just like you fucking, can't do no, this. I fucking hate him. I, I fucking f- hate him. Hate that guy. I, I fuck. I hate him the same way when you have people that are like, "Oh, Bernie Sanders, you can't call yourself a democratic socialist because you're a millionaire, and so you're a fucking hypocrite because you have money. If you were really democratic socialist, you would just." Give all your money away, and your your shoes would have holes in them, and you would be really stinky, and dogs would chase you, and 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 and, and yeah, and, that's that's what it would be like. <laughs> and it's like no, like that's not how it fucking works. You have to, it has to be an all or nothing thing where it's like everyone's in the game. Everyone is held to the same standards, and you build a big system that takes care of everybody. You can't just be like, "Oh, you, you just gotta this one person. He's got to give his money away, and it'll fix the whole thing." Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then you have a bunch of people who want to watch TV all day or something or whatever the trope is. I don't, I don't know. I was actually reading an article about that the other day. Uh, the, there's like this. Uh, the Quentin Tarantino argument for watching movies. It's like, well, I mean, if you love it enough, if you have he's a passion a in regards to it, wait, no, he's not libertarian. Never mind. Please continue. Please continue. Never mind. I cut out what I said. That's not true. What did you say? What did you say? <laughs> I, I was thinking about, um, fuck. I was thinking about Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood's a hardcore libertarian, but I was like, uh, but I was like, wait, Quentin Tarantino and Clint Eastwood are different people. Well, anyways, please continue. Quentin Tarantino doesn't have fantastic political views, but what is true? No about rich this people person, do. Uh, yeah uh yeah whatever uh but he liked (laughs) movies a lot when he was growing up to the degree that he had a passion in regards to them and ultimately created movies later on because they are still you know a very important part of our culture and have influenced many people and uh, have caused great change in our society and illuminated many to you know knowledge and so on and so forth so i guess through that that little allegory uh you have Uh, the explanation for why it's totally fine if people wanted to sit and watch movies all day or watch TV or, uh, you know, build homes or whatever it is that, that lights their fire, they should be able to choose whatever that is instead of being forced to interact with this consumerist market, this, uh, is, uh, 
of 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 like false materialism. It's like everything's so so fake and blown out and wasteful. Like it, I I don't know if I I I I know definitely where to place blame in certain things, but like as far as like cutting it off dry at the pass, I don't really see any stopping it at this point. Like sure, you know, we can try to poke at the Sackler family and be like, you know, stop doing that thing. We don't like it when you do that thing, when you make the super addictive thing that kills all the people. That's bad. But even then, like, I don't really feel like I have any interaction with the institutions that are able to have the power to do that. I don't feel like I'm represented by the government. I I don't, I don't, you know, looking back over the course of my life, I don't think I really ever have been. Like I've, I've been in certain places and at times in my life, I've kind of like, you know, been relatively similar to the culture. It's only been as of late within the last, I'd say 10 years or so that we saw a huge boom in niche culture, niche cultures really explode online and being able to find communities of people that have very specific interests so that you don't even have to socialize with, um, cultures that are proximal to your geographical location um, right. people just uh they kind of fall into these weird echo chambers everybody's got a different idea of how to fix it and it seems as like none of them really matter because nobody's really got the power to be able to institute them unless you have a huge trust fund somewhere or whatever yeah. or, or like a military force but you don't have a military force unless you have a trust fund so like go figure yeah uh maybe like something like the equivalent of the french foreign legion but made up of individual people but i don't know exactly how you're going to put together something like that without the some federal government coming in and smashing that apart (laughs) yeah yeah that definitely uh raises some some red flags for them not the good red flags either yeah that's the the ones that that get your house burned down (laughs) those kinds of red flags (laughs) <laughs> please don't burn down my flag please or uh please don't burn down my house instead try to take uh i don't know whatever a percentage of two dollar i mean it's 13 billion dollars so less than 10 percent of the, you know their net worth that one of these individuals net worth well, i should say yeah, that. not even and, the sackler the, family in general <laughs> well and the thing too is that they'll probably just like they're dissolving the company they'll probably just be like oh yep uh, company we valued the company at eight billion dollars, and the company is now owned by the government. So, uh, yeah, we're not charging you any money. We just had to get rid of your little company there that you already sucked all your assets out of and put into something else. And uh, even Stevens, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you literally didn't lose shit. That's lame. how it's gonna work. <laughs> it's super fucking lame. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking lame. It'll just be like, yeah, we had our um. Our appraisers, you know, go and look at your company and that $8 billion, uh, yeah, that's how much it was worth. So there you go. Yeah, everything's got like this weird price associated with it. Like what is justice worth? Wow. Not that I want uh, our leadership to be like, okay, so what is a fitting? Yeah, what is a fit? Yeah, what is a fitting punishment for these people? Because that that very quickly becomes um, draconian. 
You know, like everybody needs to die for their crimes. If you commit a crime, you die. Like, no, well, no, no, no. It's no. like, <laughs> well, it's just it just shows the perversion that is uh, capitalism and freedom. So it's like, okay, let's say I um, am uh, hungry. Uh, so I go to a grocery store and I steal food. And the first time they slap my hands, but if I do it enough times and get caught, I'm going to fucking go to jail. Right. right. And all I've di- all the only crime I've committed is be hungry and try to get food. But these motherfuckers can ruin thousands of lives, you know, kill countless people through lying. And be, it'd be one thing if they didn't, if like, if they like legitimately didn't know their drug, drug was dangerous. But we already got the papers. We already know. Yeah. We already know they're completely complicit. They admitted they guilt. They lied every, every way. They admitted guilt that they did this. And like the fact that we live in such a society due to the fact that we have like these fucked up concepts of private property, some people can ruin countless lives, murder them, get away with it, and then someone can like go to jail just on the basis of being poor. It's just like this is all fucked up. This entire tire system, top down, bottom up, it's all fucked. It's all fucked up. All fucked up. All fucked up. So stupid. It makes me mad. And that's why, like, whenever you read, like, those stories, it would be like, a Chinese billionaire caught hiding thousands of gold bars in his home illegally, which is a death penalty in the country of China. I'm just like, oh my you know what, God. <laughs> like, you know, I may not agree with everything you're doing over there, but uh, hats off to you. Go fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> who had all the gold bars <laughs> yeah fuck that guy you're gonna you know like uh yeah yeah that's one thing i do appreciate about china like they don't fuck around with rich people rich people fuck up they're gonna get punished just like fucking poor people and i think that's fucking amazing and people are probably gonna call me a fucking tanky asshole for saying it but sounds pretty tanky <laughs> sounds pretty I tanky mean, indeed yeah, I mean, if you if you're like okay with like rich people getting little slaps on the wrist for doing fucked up shit, then you know I'm just gonna say that maybe you've got your priorities fucked up. Uh, I don't really want anyone to get slapped. I don't know. So there's the thing. Like, I don't think that justice really is justice is vengeance, right? That is effectively what it is, and it's vengeance that is issued on behalf of another individual by a party that is powerful and willing to act on behalf of that that party. Um, yeah. What exactly is justice? Is that is it punitive in nature? Is is it like making them feel as though, uh, you know, they they experience the same type of negative sensations that they place their victims under uh is it uh you know a um a lowering in the quality of life you know for a certain amount of time is it incarceration is it uh is it a myriad of things that would cause these people to reflect on what they have done and ultimately change for the better i don't think that human beings really have that kind of capacity i think that the more shit that you put a human being under the more that they're probably going to work for the worst now, granted, that's not a truth across the board. There are many people that have been through horrendous circumstances that have come out better, but I do not think it is because of the horrendous circumstance. I think that there are other factors that are going on in those people's lives that allow them to um, uh, steal themselves and uh, 
become better because of those outlying factors and not necessarily the fact that they've been through war or substantial abuse or uh, uh, drug addiction or, you know, something of that nature. You, you kind of understand where I'm going with that. I get what you're saying. And I mean, yeah, I mean, when it comes to, you know, poor people, I have nothing but sympathy because I feel like most crimes are the result of poverty, not the result of people doing things of that they want to do out of deviancy. And I think those people like, I mean, I think most of the crimes we have in America, there shouldn't be crimes. Like there should just be things that are given to people and people wouldn't be, if people's needs were met, they wouldn't be doing the shit in the first place. Uh, On the other hand, uh, in a in any in any society that we live where there's still powerful people and people abuse that power, uh, in those instances, I'm not uh against them being punished, and it it may be an overreaction due to the fact that these people are never held into account, uh, especially in the West and uh, America specifically. So maybe I am uh, being hyperbolic in the punitive actions I want taken against them. Uh, but yeah, like I just don't, I just don't see how like, you know, some uh, mentally handicapped person can like go and do something like uh, uh, not respond to a police's orders or something like that and get like murdered <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just for like being who they are you know or like there was uh the one guy in colorado that like played violin a black guy that was just like i'm an introvert like i'm sorry oh, like i'm not that. good at responding to oh. fucking your orders whatever and then they like they injected him with like uh ketamine or whatever and then he had cardiac arrest and died yeah it's just like what the fuck so in the world where we have so much injustice against poor people <laughs> and you have these rich assholes that like never have anything bad happen to them even in a case like purdue farmer where it's like oh at least their company got taken away you find out that they already liquidated all the assets and they they didn't even get like the oh no they lost some money it's like (laughs) oh they moved the money around they didn't even lose the fucking money and it's just like you know poor people always going to lose rich people always going to win um yeah i probably shouldn't be wishing uh death on rich assholes but um well I, I think you know where that, I'm coming from. I think it's corrupt. <laughs> I think it's a corrupting influence. You know, like this, this, uh, this whole principle of absolute power corrupts absolutely. Uh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. there's there's no recourse uh, to hold these individuals appropriately accountable when we regard money as being the end all be all of who should be in charge of whom. So exactly in the instance that we're trying to look at the Sackler family and say like, what's an appropriate, uh, um delivery of justice the minimum would be like uh in jail for life like that would be the minimum well i don't think so i i i think think that i think that there needs to be a retributive action that um effectively disallows them okay first and foremost like let's say that we're looking at it like uh uh, like 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 we're 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 wrestling one-on-one with someone okay and First things first. I like to wrestle. You have to you have to defend yourself, right? Like no, you can't. You have, no, first you have to cover yourself in vegetable oil. You got to vegetable oil yourself. You got to <laughs> slather yourself up real good in a slippery, <laughs> slippery substance, and that way, if they try to grab you, you just go and just you slide right out. And there's no way that they're gonna catch you. Yeah. 
And then you just go, whoo, can't catch me. Ha! <laughs> yeah. Just keep running around. You got to defend yourself. First and foremost, you got to yeah. make sure they can't hurt you. Okay. Because if, if you are constantly in a state of being tipped over or taken down, you can't, you can't do anything otherwise. You certainly can't move yourself into a position in order to be offensive and you certainly can't be offensive. So first and foremost, neuter their ability to be able to do any more harm. How do you do harm as you know, individuals like the Sackler family, you, you cut off their hands. If that is a pharmaceutical company that's producing, uh, opioid related addictive substances that are destroying the lives of many people around the globe, then so be it. That's one way to do it. But as we've already noted, that's merely a finger, even though it would seem like not only a hand, but the entire body of an irregular ass person who has no idea how much a, a million dollar looks a million dollars looks like billions and much less trillions which is the type yeah. of money that we're discussing with these large pharmaceutical corporations and and old mm -hmm. money pieces of shit so yeah defend ourselves first so neuter their ability to be able to do any more harm by removing their resources from them and they 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 obviously have not been, um, you know, to to appropriate a word from the Christian community, good stewards of their resources. So first and foremost, got to remove that from them. Then in order to move into position so that we can do something offensive to them, we have to then review what it is that we need to further implement in order to either hold these people accountable or uh, accountable. Uh, and ultimately rehabilitate them, right? Because we can look at capitalism as though it's something of a disease, something that affects a lot of people probably, you know, less comfortably. The only, on, the, the only way to cure these people of their capitalism disease is to take away all their money. I think, well, I think that's only part and of then, it, though, because these people still then, have a capitalist mindset. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Well, you, so you do is you, you take away all their money and then... You know, they're not going to know how to fend for themselves because they've been living off of other people's labors their entire life. So then you got to like put them in like a so-so okay apartment. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, okay, we're going to, we're going to make the first part easy for you. We've already got you a job. You got, one of you has a job at McDonald's. The other you has a job at Walmart. And then they have to <laughs> figure out how to live. Yeah. I think quite seriously, like if, if you just like, you had a little meeting with him and it was like, look. You're going to be free. Like, you've done a lot of horrible things in this world, but um, at least for, you know, the sake of this rehabilitation, we're going to have a social worker and or bodyguard that follows you around because there's a lot of people that probably want to kill you. And uh, you are going to work as, you're going to be a part of the working class. And you're going to experience what it's like for them. And in the instance that you would like to do something better with your life, we hope that you can alter your choices in such a way that will ultimately benefit the society. You pull yourself up by our bootstrap, so bitches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hope you don't like avocado toast, motherfucker. <laughs> now, what's ultimately done with with all of those funds? Like, you could just simply eliminate it. Like, I, I, I don't really see any problem with because if you're following like MMT, right, you could just be like, poof, it's gone. It's yeah. non-existent, right? Yeah, if you yeah, yeah. if you could just turn all of that money into a zero, but you, don't, you can't make me talk about MMT though. So, <laughs> uh, well, I still don't understand it. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw those terms out there like yeah, I actually no, know what I'm talking great. about. Okay, that sounds great. Yeah, 
um, but it, it doesn't it doesn't really have any any true value at that yeah. point. You certainly don't want it to simply be appropriated by the state so that it can be funneled into uh, at worst uh, political slush funds uh, mm-hmm. and most likely you know towards whatever given department of the defense budget <laughs> yeah you know buying missiles or, or rockets to to get Spam our weapons from one area to another very quickly <laughs> what what did you say to, to buy what <laughs> oh the rockets that span the globe that those yeah those types <laughs> That's, mm-hmm. yeah uh spam rockets it's just filled with that nasty ass salty meat <laughs> Hmm. Not spam. Span the globe. Spam the globe. No. Spam it. Spam it with your salty, salty meats. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I kinda I kinda wanna approach billionaires in the same way that I'm gonna approach like, I don't know, serial killers. Like they're people that have some substantial mental issues going on. Like if they can recognize the fact that they have they're they're basically the only people on this earth that have any substantial power and they're just not going to oh, do shit with it. That's sociopathic, yeah. right? No, yeah, I think yeah, I mean I think people have tried to do studies looking at the uh super rich and whatever, but um yeah, they basically are sociopathic. Yeah. So I would view them in the same way that I'd view a let's say a less wealthy sociopath. Like they can be rehabilitated, and if they can't be rehabilitated, then at the very least we can sequester them in a way where they're not going to hurt others. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, yep, yep. Anyways, Ooh-wee. since, since we were fun. since we were talking a little bit about that, and went on a little bit of a tirade there. Uh, uh, some of what's going on with these large corporations and and hurting the uh, the world around us. Uh, of course, we have byproducts of industry, uh, notably air pollution and and it looks like it is having a detrimental effect on birth rates um babies in particular or i guess not birth rates but the premature death of babies yeah in the first month of their life so uh yeah death of little bitty babies that's wonderful um god i guess it probably happened more so in the global south but i don't know i don't know Oh, yeah, here we go. Here's the, they have a breakdown. Ooh, fuck yeah, who won? I won. Sub-Saharan Africa has about half of them, 236,000. South Asia, 186,000. Southeast Asia, East Asia and Oceania, 23,000. North Africa, 20,000. And Oh, yeah, North Africa and the Middle East, excuse me, 20,000. Latin America, 7,000. Central Europe, East Europe, Central Asia, 2,700. Wait, where's America? Are we just a high income? Yeah, well, I, I don't... Oh, wait. I, I think that one of the reasons <laughs> why we're seeing lower death rates in the United States is because of what we used to cook with. Uh, in that third paragraph, it mentions that indoor air pollution is one of the primary reasons why um, we were seeing... Uh, you know, the majority of these deaths, uh, nearly two thirds of the 500,000. And those come from solid fuels like charcoal, wood, and animal dung that, that, that are people, people are cooking on those things, um, in indoors. And of course that produces, uh, carbon monoxide, uh, and that, that cures you. That's 
Fuck. Very bad thing. That's actually, uh, if, That's if you pick up a bag of wow. charcoal and, and mm-hmm. you take a little quick read on this here in the States, I mean, obviously they, they probably make their charcoal if, if in the case they're actually cooking on it like that. Uh, and, uh, like, and of course ours is used for the, the novelty of charcoal grills. Right. Oh, yuck, 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 yuck. We don't have to use this, but we can if we want to. We yuck, can yuck, if we yuck, want yuck. to. So you go to go to your local Wally World and you pick up a big 50-pound bag of it. And on it, there's a big warning on the back that says, do not burn this in your house because it will kill you. I don't think that they have that in sub-Saharan Africa. Uh, and, of course, yeah. one of the only reasons why they would need to resort to this type of fuel is because... Uh, well, actually, that's a good question. Um, the... Uh, the majority of natural gas comes mm-hmm. from what region of the world? Do you do you know where that's extracted from? Russia. Is it? I don't know. I thought I thought you already knew. I mean, uh, there's natural gas from a lot of different places. I know Russia has a lot of natural gas. And I know that Russia exports natural gas to Germany and other parts of Europe, but I don't know what the fuck. I don't know. Hmm. Uh no, you're totally right. Um, Russia really? does lead. Yep, yep, Damn, yep, yep. Fuck. Was it just a guess? I, I mean, I I just knew that they had a lot of natural gas. I didn't know they were number. I had no idea they were number one. I just knew that was a. It was just a place that I knew had natural gas. And oh, I was no. just like maybe maybe the one place that I happen to know has natural gas just happens to also be number one. Oh, I take it back. The number one uh, natural gas producer in we have this. at least 2014 to 2018 is uh, the United States. Oh. How about that? Oh, because of fracking, probably. Probably, yeah. Uh, yeah, we have, um, let's see, how Thanks, many... Thanks, Obama. How to read this. I don't even know what a billion cubic meters is. Yeah, of course. Yeah, why would you? But the United States produces 863 billion cubic meters of natural gas yearly. That's a lot of meters. Yeah. And that's followed by Russia produces 725. Um, oh, there wow. are a couple on the list, but Russia and the United States are by far in the lead. Uh, the okay. third is Iran with 248, to put that in perspective. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Let's see. I don't see anything explicitly mentioning fracking. Uh, aha! U.S. shale gas revolution. Due to the recent advances in hydraulic fracking or fracturing technology and horizontal drilling, shale gas sources in the U.S. have become economically feasible to develop. So that that is 100% right. Wow. Fuck. As of 2018, the U.S. produced a total of nearly 22 trillion cubic feet of shale gas. Do you know what shale gas is? I'm guessing it's natural gas that's produced via fracking. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what it is. Oh God, you know where uh, the most of that most of that comes from? <laughs> uh, big middle. Uh, it's a. Uh, you say the big middle? Yeah. I always know there's pipes like crisscrossing all over the United States, but there is Pennsylvania. Uh, so in let's see, in cubic. So once again, this is a trillion cubic feet. Okay, and this is the total that's been uh, extracted from 2016 to 2018. Uh, most of it comes from Appalachia. It's uh, it's it's coming from um, Marcellus, I guess, is the. Uh, I guess it may be a singular mine. 
if, that, if that's what it would be called, or a, a shale, shale reserve, maybe. That's um, interesting. And uh, that would be around, uh, looks like, 7 trillion cubic feet. Okay. The next is the Permian Basin. Oh, God. Oh, look, there, Appalachia actually is on the list several times. So we know that not only Coal. is the United States the highest producer of natural gases thanks to uh, shale fracturing, but that uh, the Appalachian region is the area in which it is most harvested via that process. Yeah, that's interesting. I've never heard of fracking in Appalachia. I've always heard of fracking in, like... Uh... Like I said, the big middle, like Colorado uh-huh. and uh, Pennsylvania and stuff like that. So, yeah, learn something new every day. How about that? Yeah, it's pretty sad. Uh, but to to get back on topic, uh, one of the reasons why a lot of these uh, children are dying from indoor air pollution is because the households in which, uh, of course, they have to they have to cook their fucking food have yeah, no other no, way to do it, it other than to use these. It's fucking nuts, because over half of the 500,000 deaths are from indoor air pollution. Yeah, nearly two-thirds of them. Yeah. So, like, normally you think it's like, oh, we gotta make sure the factories don't pump so much shit out. Mm-hmm. But in reality, that's... I mean, it's still a problem, but it's not... Yeah. Yeah. There's a little comment down here in regards to the indoor air pollution, uh, it, specifically towards uh, cities in India, Southeast Asia, and Africa, and said it was comparable to that of Victorian London. Mm. So that, that really puts into perspective, you know, just how, I mean, like you, you have a relationship between uh, these areas which are currently experiencing indoor air pollution and an antiquated pre-industrial uh, well, actually, is Victorian London? Victorian London would have been industrialized, right? When was yeah. Victorian London yeah, was yeah. was at the the early uh or the late eighteen hundreds. Uh, I thought it was early eighteen hundreds, but I could be wrong. So somewhere in the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> oh, it's nineteenth century. Yeah. So let's see here, like eighteen. 18- 1839 ish 1825 Boom! you got it yeah. nailed it man man you nailer. are you're on a fucking roll <laughs> but the uh it's all those jackbox games we've been playing it's totally what it is <laughs> it's just like go with your fucking gut yeah jackbox sponsor us good <laughs> yeah that'd be great but the um yeah well the thing is though in those instances, it wasn't... I don't think... I could be wrong. I don't think it was indoor air pollutants, though. I think there it was the factory pollutants. But, like, the thing is, though, is that in Victoria-era London, um, they were polluting so much that all basically all the houses and buildings in Victoria-era London were black with soot. Yeah. Everyone was basically just dirty and black with soot all the time mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the entire city was just factories pumping out soot. 24 fucking 7. There's actually a little bit of information here on the Wikipedia page about it. Like they, they have um, a pollution that is uh, oriented in, in several different columns. Uh, they've got uh, fog related pollution, smoke related pollution, uh, and what what effectively happens during these particularly there's a particularly bad fog in 1873 that's noted here, which resulted in 700 deaths fuck 
right? Like that that's a really scary cloud. fog. What the fuck is was this like some shitty like horror movie? It's mm-hmm. like the fog monster. They're re- everyone's just like, no. Recurrent fogs of January and February 1880 were especially bad, and that killed an estimated 2,000 people, which raised the death what rate the to 48.1 per 1,000 people compared to the Wait. average of 26.3 per thousand in other English cities. So it effectively doubled it. Wait, isn't fog? Wait, am I am I dumb? Like, isn't fog just clouds? Well, so this, uh, I, I guess it might be used in a different uh, instance here because it, it's kind of like it might be like a smog, right? Uh, so in this instance, the fog was atmospheric pollution caused by burning cheap soft coal, uh, and they had this uh, what what they called a pea soup fog. So uh, it's like so it's is is it like where clouds and pollution get mixed up to make like. Um, a new sulfur thing. dioxide and soot anim, uh, em, emitted from chimneys mixed with the natural vapor vapor of the Thames. Thames, Thames, Thames. It's Thames, right? T h a m e s. No, you're Tim. I'm Jim. I think I think it's the Thames. Thames Valley. No, I'm Jim. Y- you're Jim. Tim's Timsy. Tim's Jimsy. Uh, it, to form a layer of greasy, acrid mist that shrouded the city up to 240 feet above street level. So the, okay. the entire city was covered in that shit. Okay. It was greenish-yellow. That's why it got its name, the Pea Soup Fog. What the fuck? Uh, at their worst, the poor visibility caused by London fogs could halt traffic and required the street lamps to be lit all day. Ugh. Yeah. In 1873, so, 19 yeah. deaths were attributed to accidental drowning from victims who fell into the Thames. Thames. I, okay, <laughs> there's an A in that, but I'm pretty sure they Thames? call it the Tim. Is it the Thames or the Thims? I have no fucking clue, dude. I'm pretty sure it's my life. fucking English, weird. Canals or docks during foggy weather. People didn't know where they were fucking going. Also increases in crimes like theft, rape, and assault on London streets because of the cover provided by the fog. I've just been waiting for this death fog to come out so I can so it gets a rape, rape and, and murder some folks. Yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily accurate. I mean, they're just like, oh, you know, it's, everything's just getting so much worse because of the fog. Look at all these people going out there and just raping everybody. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. know about that. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, this is, oh, gosh, this is, this is a fantastic little bit here. Um, okay, go for it. Uh, let's see, let's see. Uh, what's the best place to start this? Um, as the east wind brings up the exhalations of the Essex and Kentish marshes, and as the damp-laden winter air prevents the dispersion of the partly consumed carbon from hundreds of thousands of chimneys, the strangest atmospheric compound known to science fills the valley of the Thames. <laughs> it's so gross. <laughs> yeah, going to pass on that. Mm-hmm. That's pretty gross. So that's that's effectively what these little little babies are breathing when they're they're in uh, these cities across <laughs> India, Southeast Asia, and Africa. Um, you also have directly beneath that. Let's see. Uh, this is not the air pollution that we see in modern cities. In brackets, in the rich world, but that to which we had yeah. 150 years ago in London and other places where there were coal fires indoors and a lot of yeah. you know old world shit. Uh, that people are using to heat and cook in their homes. Right, because they haven't been able to industrialize because all the wealth of their countries is being extracted and not yeah. 
being left there the, to help them. The ills of colonization. Yeah, which never stopped. It never stopped. You think it stopped? It didn't. It didn't stop. It just. It just changed to countries being indebted to the World Bank and their mm-hmm. resources getting extracted by Western Europe and the United States. It never fucking stopped. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it never stopped. And, and I think it's it's still like the biggest slap in the face. Like occasionally, uh, I'm. Uh, I'll I'll be engaged in some social outing here in Tennessee, and I, I will you know I'll I'll mention something in regards to say um, uh, I don't know we're we're talking about various cuisines that we like, and I'm like oh man Ethiopian food's great you know I like the injara I like this and that do like, they even have food over there <laughs> they're all starving dead on. That's exactly what I hear. It's like, oh, they're just, they're living in a bunch of mud huts. They don't have any food. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, do you, do you not understand? Like, (laughs) Like, Africa had, oh, okay. So, especially when you consider that, uh, the, the most prolific and scientifically advanced empires across the globe, uh, Many of the earliest originated in Africa. Like it's You've already the lost fucking... their attention by that point. Oh, oh yeah. They're all like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. No, because uh, like... Europe had kings. Yeah. Oh, Europe, Europe would, they were a bunch of fucking savages. Like, it's just yeah, absolutely literally. terrible. Oh, good God. Uh, but but yeah. they were ferocious and super aggressive and yeah. fought everybody (laughs) yeah yeah uh, africa is like super advanced until um european powers started to impress colonization on them and and develop slave trades and resource extraction from those areas and then of course they've you know like we find ourselves here never recovered like they 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 got they got stuck in this this slow grind to try to get to the point where they can interact in a global marketplace. Debts. Yeah, because yeah, we like in any sane world, like after being subjugated to that kind of colonialism for so long, you would think that Europe would owe these fuckers money for like ruining generations upon generations of these people that live there and extracting resources, but instead, in many instances, they charged these people a debt that they were forced to pay back to Europe after being colonized forever. It's like, all right, so we've been colonizing you for like 100 years or more, maybe 200, 300, depending on which uh, African country we're talking about. And uh, you know what? We're going to give you your land back, uh, but we're going to leave, but uh, you're going to owe us a little bit for it. It's like, wait, what? What? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're taking a huge loss by giving you your land back, so you're going to owe us some money, mm-hmm. you see? It's like, wait, what? Well, um, imagine what would happen in the United States if, like, Native Americans suddenly got their land back, right? Yeah. Or, I mean, like, and they, I, I feel like a lot of these nations don't even recognize uh, that, you know, that, that, that the, the aspect of ownership uh, or, or private property or maybe even personal property to a certain extent when it came to caring for those areas and and yet, like the simple loss uh, of of vast material resources from the corporate hands that are currently extracting um, wealth from it, uh, would be such a huge, uh, such a huge blow to the industrial establishment that 
the United States would probably have a difficulty recovering from that, at least in, in the current imperialistic uh, margin in which we've developed our economy. Right. So not, not to dive, take away from what you're saying, uh, just to give a concrete example of like one place that I've read more about than places in Africa. So Haiti, right, mm -hmm. got its independence from France in 1804, but they were they were told by France that they had to pay back a debt of equivalent of $21 billion Good back God. to France for being freedom, from not being slaves anymore. And they didn't pay back that debt until 1947. So the first 150 years, basically, of Haiti being a little tiny half of an island, it's not even a full island, it shares like this tiny island with the Dominican Republic, it had to pay back this debt stagnating its development for 150 fucking years yeah it's like wait you enslaved us and we got to pay you back so we can live on this fucking island yeah anyway sorry but please continue the uh so the haitian revolution actually began in the midst of the french revolution oh, okay which is i mean i mean i'm like 1804 what happened in 1804? I know that there was something right around there. Yeah, something important. Yeah, 1789 was the French Revolution, and it went from 1789 to 99, and the Haitian Revolution began in 1791, and it was okay. slaves and free people of color who launched it. They they defeated Napoleon Bonaparte's forces in order to yeah. win their independence, which was oh, yeah. no small feat. <laughs> they were hardcore. They were cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's 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 absolutely ridiculous. Like I can't imagine disenfranchised people of the world rising up against you know like the United States or something like that and being like fuck you. Like we're we're not giving you anymore. Like this this business deal is done. Well, and it's it's so stupid too because I'm reading this. So they came back in like 1825 to be like, hey, it's been like 20 years. You gotta give us some money. And they're just mm -hmm. like, god damn it, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh. Well, I guess that was a. Uh, the unification of Hispaniola? Is that, is that when? I have no idea. Uh, okay, in July of 1825, uh, you're talking about Charles X. Sure. So he's restoring the French monarchy. And uh, he, uh, uh, so under, under pressure, President Boyer, who was the ruler of Haiti at the time, agreed to a payment of 150 million francs uh, in exchange for the recognition of independence. Yeah. So that's 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 that right there. So stupid. It's like we already kicked your fucking uh, ass. Yeah, but mm -hmm. we have money. We can come and kick your ass again. God yeah. damn it. Uh, let's see. Britain recognized Haitian independence in 1833, and the United States not until 1862. Classic United States. Uh, Haiti borrowed. Oh yeah, doing real good. Uh, borrowed heavily from Western banks at extremely high interest rates to repay the debt, and although the amount of reparations was reduced to 90 million. In 1838, by 1900, 80% of the country's gross domestic product was being yep. spent on debt repayment. Didn't didn't finish paying until 1947. Man. It's so oh, fucked up. God. Like, yeah, if anything, if anything, fucking France should give them all of that fucking money back, but that's never going to fucking happen. Because, totally. like, yeah, Haiti didn't yeah. owe them that fucking money in the first fucking place. Yeah, not at all. Oh, no, we conquered you guys. Yes, but you see... That's why everybody, uh, maybe that's where all this like um, survival of the fittest rhetoric comes into um, uh, developing social order because everybody's afraid of what's going to happen if they get conquered. Because if you get conquered, like you get fucked up for a real long time 
or I guess there's the potential of being fucked up for a real long time. So it's almost like people are, are forcibly like pushing this narrative because they're afraid of what could potentially happen to them. And they're using that as, um, uh, as, as a reason for doing it to others. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think it's kind of like that of like, you know, how in our society, rich people stick together and poor people stick together. Where in the real world, you have rich countries and poor countries and all the rich Western countries and Australia, which is, you know, out in the middle of nowhere, but it's a line of all the rich countries just uh, ganging up together, take advantage of poor countries. And it's mm-hmm. kind of been that way for a long time. Yeah. Hey. Like, don't want you know- this gravy train to stop. How long did the United States occupy Haiti? Um, I don't know. We've been involved in several of like coups over there, installing different people to uh, support U.S. interest. Um, Haiti was completely deforested at one time. I can't remember under which uh, fucking corrupt uh, Haitian president, and all of that went to um, probably Woodrow United Wilson. <laughs> um, what else? The uh, I think the Clintons were involved in one of the coups in Haiti and I think there might even be like a fucking like gold mine or some shit in Haiti that's like affiliated with the Clintons like I don't know it's all fucked up Haiti's never gotten a fair shake like it's basically been like pseudo under the like thumb of US imperialism and other western imperialisms and like has never been given the chance to um, develop or make make good shit happen Mm, that's terrible yep he's bad like, I think even, like, uh, I think Venezuela even, like, gave them, like, a shit ton of money one time when Hugo Chavez was, like, the president to, like, try to help them out because Hugo Chavez was trying to, like, make unity of a bunch of, like, pan-Latin different Central and Caribbean countries and stuff like that. But hmm. um, I think Speak- the president of um, fucking Haiti at the time was relatively corrupt, and I don't think the money actually went to make anything happen. So... Do you are you aware of the current economic sanctions on Venezuela from the yeah. U.S.? Yeah. Well, to to what extent are are we like not trading with them? Like period. Yeah. So basically, all it is is so the United States when they decide. So like the whole thing is that uh, Venezuela has like nationalized oil that U.S. corporations can't get their greedy grubby hands on, and so the United States when they don't want to do a hard coup of like overthrowing um a specific <laughs> country they mm. do a soft they try to do a soft coup where okay. they just like pump the airways with propaganda and try to make the lives of the people living in said country so miserable that they rise up and overthrow their government for them that's the whole point of of sanctions so like I, it restricts mon- uh um food and medicine and like all kinds of things from getting into the country mm-hmm and also, the there's a company, Sitgo. It, Sitgo uh, is an oil company that's incorporated in the United States where the, Venezuela used to sell a lot of their oil to the United States. And um, I think all of their assets have been frozen as well. There was also a bunch of gold that uh, was being held in a British bank um, by the Venezuelan government. And I think just recently they, the, the, they won their lawsuit against the British government. And I think the British government's going to have to try to give them their gold back. Yep. So basically it's kind of like the classic thing of like, I'm not hitting you. I'm not hitting you. You know, while you're just like poking them with like a stick or something like that. It's just mm-hmm. like, Oh no, no, no. It's like, why are you hitting yourself? And you're like grabbing them by the wrist and you're like punching them 
in their face. Like, why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? Like and then what's I, like, been point happening to, like, with like Cuba for a long time. Exactly. And it's just like, wow, look at these people in Venezuela. They can't get medicine. Look how bad their government is. It's like you're yeah. sanctioning them. Like it's your fucking fault. It's your fault they can't get the shit they fucking need, you assholes. Mm-hmm. They're like, look well, how horrible and bad this place is. They don't have enough food. It's like you're you're not allowing them to import food, you fucks. Yeah, lame. Yeah, it's super fucking lame. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I stand in full support of Maduro and uh, Venezuelan government. And uh, yep. Uh, so in relation to that, there were um, there's there's like this um, massive tanker. Or not a tanker, but a, a cargo vessel that has a shit ton of oil on it, and mm-hmm. it's been sitting uh, on the. Um, well, I I don't know exactly where it's at in the ocean, uh, but it's eff- effectively standing over one of the or floating over one of the largest coral reefs in the ocean, and the oil is being exported from Venezuela and. Uh, was headed for the United States when a lot of sanctions were placed on it. And okay. since since then the ship has fallen into a state of disarray to the to the degree that it's starting to sink. And if it sinks, then the oil that's on the vessel is gonna be It'll go into the coral reef. It's gonna go into the coral reef and because it's such a large coral reef it could have a devastating effect on not only, of course, it's going to kill that reef, but because of the way in which the oceans work, I'm not a scientist. I'm oh, not going to talk get, out of my ass. It'll get moved around. It'll it'll basically destroy the, like the marine environment in, in like not only the general vicinity, but it'll like have these far-reaching effects um, like around the world. And then so, the United States can write all these articles about horrible Venezuela is, and it's all their fault. <laughs> I certainly hope not, because at that point, a lot of it's, it's, the real shit's going to hit the fan. Like I keep looking for these these moments. Like I, I I've got this like this future brain, right? Where I'm looking at all of these events in the present. I'm like, is that the thing that's going to start the war? Is that the thing that's going to end the world? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> well, what it, what 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 are these things? Like how are they going to be represented twenty, thirty, one hundred years from now? Like I, I don't know. Uh, I, I feel like I'm I'm seeing them left and right. I know that the pandemic certainly has been one of those things like, oh, yeah, you know, like uh, back when the uh, the Trump regime was trying to secure power, there was this pandemic thing that happened in the last year of his first term. And then when he wouldn't relinquish power into his second term, that's when the Civil War started. And that's when the United States fell into Mad Max state of disarray. And, you know, like yeah. <laughs> it's just going to like compile and compile and compile. <laughs> Oh man. <sighs> yeah, it's fucking nuts. I don't I don't think all that last part's actually going to happen viewers. Just so you know, but that the part about the boat is pretty much true. Look it up. Be, be yeah, afraid. no, that's fascinating. I wasn't aware of that, but it sounds like something that I could totally see happening. And um yeah, and just to add one last thing in regards to sanctions, like the the Western propaganda will always be like, oh, we're using targeted sanctions. <laughs> we're using targeted sanctions just against those bad people in uh, X, Y, and Z country. Or we're, these, are, these are sanctions targeted at the Iran regime. Like, these aren't targeted at the people, but, like, that's not true. That's not how sanctions fucking work. <laughs> like, you can't just be like, all right, this sanction is only going to affect this one person. <laughs> 
this one person <laughs> that's bad over there that we've been propagandizing you to believe is bad and it's not going to affect anyone else it's not like oh sorry mr maduro you have to eat spam again because the sanctions <laughs> everyone else gets to eat caviar but you sir maduro these targeted sanctions just gonna affect you mister <laughs> it doesn't work no. like that anyways i just wanted to throw that out there because that's the way it's pr- always yeah. presented and it's it's stupid and it's a fallacy and I, it's I, yeah i can't stand it well to comment on something that we discussed earlier like even if there were reparations that were paid on behalf of wrongdoing from uh the colonizers to the colonized that that could simply yeah. be appropriated by officials and yeah, you know, I mean, like it's it's not well, necessarily guaranteed, yes. and in a lot of instances, it isn't given to the people. Exactly, like it, within because, like, I mean, yeah, exactly. Because a lot of these instances, these uh, um, countries are explicitly corrupt in the sense that they serve uh, rich Western uh, nations' interest and not the interest of the people. Because if they were to do something like I don't know, nationalize the oil and like in Venezuela, then you get a fucking U.S coup on your ass right because you're no longer serving the best interests of the united states you're trying to serve the best interests of mm-hmm. your own people and you can't be doing that can't be doing that so it's like it like i feel like the uh the the cynical perspective is just like oh these poor backwards african countries just don't even want to help their people like they're just so corrupt and evil and bad why do we even send them aid blip, 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 blip. and it's like <laughs> mm. um i don't know it's deeper than that well, they're corrupt defeatist. because they're they're made to be corrupt well it's like you know what i mean it's like they're mm-hmm. not cor- like you're they're not looking at the source of where the corruption's coming from it's not like it's something that was just like naturally there yeah and because in in, those places. because we live in a capitalist environment like if we were to just simply give them the resources by which they would acquire through funds that would possibly make their you know the the way into the hands of people that need it that would inevitably drive the prices for originated products uh that of of like quality uh, in those areas down to such a degree that it would further exacerbate economic struggle. So you can't just simply mm-hmm. drop off bags of corn and grain and oh, cotton exactly. and things like that. Because it fucks them exactly. up even worse. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, and that's that no that's literally the that's that's the that's the situation, but that's also done with intent. So basically oh, yeah. we fucked over these economies to basically they're in such a disarray that they're dependent on like the subsidized free industrialized uh harvested grain and shit like that and but like mm-hmm. the amount of subsidies we give these people in food and medicine is substantially less in the resource wealth that we extract out of these african nations like i don't have any charts in front of me but like you know an example would be like oh we drop off you know 200 million dollars worth of you know grain and medicine but we extract out 800 million dollars in cobalt and coltan and uh lithium reserves and all this other stuff right and that's happening Mm -hmm. in basically every fucking african nation i'm sure it's happening in haiti 
And like any of these countries that are just have like massive natural um, wealth and minerals. I mean, I think that's also the reason why we're in Afghanistan because they have huge fucking mineral wealth. So, yeah, it, like we like we pat ourselves on the back and like, you know, the the chud, you know, conservatives like, oh, why are we even giving these countries all this fucking food? It's like, well, it's actually we're actually taking a lot. It's helping your cause. And we're. Yeah, we're not helping them out of the kindness of our hearts. We're just, like, making them dependent on us. Mm-hmm. And you're also ensuring that they're not going to be able to compete with, with our agricultural programs. Because, exactly. you know, one, we're extracting that value and then we're giving it back to our farmers in the form of subsidies. And we're exactly. keeping our farmers in debt um, through the production of, uh, of uh, fantastic technological advancement, which you know, further exacerbates the problem by allowing our farmers to produce at much higher uh, and more efficient quantities of these resources yep. than people around the gro- globe can. Um, but of course, that debt is the important factor there. And they can only produce those types of things if they have resource extraction around the globe, by which they're getting at a very cheap margin, and then creating that debt through the production of these these fantastic means of production. Uh by which then these farmers exactly. are using it and, you know, entering that trap. So it, it works out pretty well. All <laughs> yeah. It, when it it's all said and done. Yeah. Keep, it, yeah. It's all fucked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, just like anecdotal stuff. Like when I was in Haiti, like I ate a lot of chicken while I was over there. And I was like, man, this mm-hmm. chicken's so good. Uh-uh-uh. I'm eating Haitian chicken. My friend who's Haitian was just like, nah, dude, that's U.S. chicken. I was like, what? He's like, yeah. Chicken comes from the U.S. It's United States chicken. <laughs> All the chickens yeah. from the U.S. here. It's like what? What the fuck? I bet a lot of it comes from Tennessee too. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. But uh, yeah, yeah, it just blew my mind. I was just like, what the fuck? Like, come on! I'm not. I can't even. <laughs> can't even say I had any Haitian chicken. Just still eating the same shit. <laughs> it's crazy. Let's see. Um. How did we get here? Tyson. Tyson's a 21.27% market share in terms of the leading chicken producers in the United States. Mm. How did we get here? Uh, That is an excellent question. We were talking about... I made mention of the cargo vessel. We were talking about sanctions on colonized countries and the detrimental effects that uh, colonization and resource extraction from... Uh, developing countries uh, has on the way in which they live their everyday life and ultimately the survivability of their babies Mm -hmm. which is not looking good right now Uh, so I mean technically if you wanted to paint with a broad stroke uh, the architects of the United States imperialist death machine uh, have baby blood on their hands oh they have yeah, in like you have like the what the 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 communist black book or whatever that's supposed to be like detailing out like all the deaths that were caused by communism. Like if there mm-hmm. was a fucking capitalism like death book, it would be fucking stupid. No, that's just regular death. That's, that's just regular death. That's in just the regular a regular world. time of death. I would never. It would never. You cannot blame capitalism for these deaths. These are mm-hmm. not capitalism related deaths whatsoever. Yeah. Well, if, I mean, if, yeah, if you exactly. can, if you can try to tease out 
uh, how the uh, how climate issues or how like, uh, Oh, you can't see pollution or it's like, well, I'm not pumping that pollution directly into that baby's mouth. It's not my fault yeah. that they die from it. They yeah. weren't strong enough to survive when that, the pollution that, was going in its face. That baby has the freedom to breathe wherever it wants. Mm-hmm. It, it should have went and found a nice space underneath the couch to breathe for one clean air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they had couches in these places. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I I feel like the like if we were to take the the conservative um uh stance in this argument, they would just simply say, "Well, stupid people are stupid," and uh, <laughs> if stupid people cook with things that kill their babies, then that's their own damn fault. Right, yeah, like there's this like, like there's yeah. this like personal responsibility kind of. Well, well um, they should just uh. Buy a whirlpool stove. (laughs) Yeah. Look at all this fruit that I bought for like half the price of actual food or something. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) See, if these stupid sub-Saharan Africans just didn't eat out so much, maybe they could save them. Look how cheap cheap the the produce was on this receipt (laughs) they should just do this (laughs) yeah they they, they'll they'll know better one of these days or their babies will be dead one one of those one of those two things maybe they'll learn from their mistakes before it's too late (laughs) yeah yeah it's true uh classic classic you think we got time for one more story, or do you want to talk? Uh, you want to talk about the debate? Yeah, what, are do you, what are you feeling? Uh, probably got, not the we, debate, just because I feel like that's just going to be like a clusterfuck. It's just going to. Well, like I don't. I heard that they put. Um, they they put like a. Um, a okay, so they they implemented a muting device on the microphones <laughs> this time, which is really smart. They should have done that the whole time. Although I feel like hand signals will now become a thing. This might be an unfortunate opportunity. It'd be like Trump just like shouting over it. Like, they're trying to silence me. The liberal news is trying to silence me. They're not be allowed to say what I want to say. And I got to say it. I got to say it. I'm going to say it now. It could be the most entertaining like 20 minutes of TV ever. He just tries to yell too loud, ends up having a stroke. Like, hey, Uh, man. That's he's he's you know he's pretty weak from his little battle with COVID and <laughs> yeah yeah what the fuck man that hey, was crazy could be some good stuff I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna like I'm definitely gonna watch it but I I, I don't want to put our viewers through like us just being like oh look at this piece of shit look at this piece of shit with his hands in his face and his stupidness <laughs> I don't want to put him through that um. Yeah, just like I, I don't want to, I don't want to pull a Jeffrey Tubin. You know, what is the it, fuck, man? Is it safe to just call it a Tubin? Like you're, you're pulling a Tubin? Yeah, you, I think at this state you can be, a, you can, yeah, pulling a Tubin. It's a funny name. I, I feel like I've seen this guy before. He has a very familiar face. He, he does, and I just don't understand how he let his life allow this to happen. I just. I don't understand. Yeah, it seems like he just incidentally threw a bunch of stuff away just because he he couldn't afford to, I guess, not masturbate. 
while on his Zoom chat? Yeah, like on a work Zoom chat. Like, why the fuck? Like, why? Like, what the fuck? Like, what? Like, what serious events led you to the situation where you started jerking off on a Zoom chat? One and then two, like, like I, I just, yeah, I just don't understand. Like, did you not like check to see if your video was on? Like, what were you trying to do? Were you trying to like? I'm gonna jerk off and nobody's gonna know. <laughs> you know, like what like what was what's the angle here? What was the goal? What was he trying to do? Oh man. I I mean I don't know. He was trying it, to get it off during like the he... Zoom chat, but like I just don't understand like what was going through his head to be like, I can totally do this and I'm gonna get away with it. <laughs> yeah, I I mean I'm I, I would be paranoid. Oh, yeah. Like there's Tubin says he did not realize his video was on. <laughs> Sure he didn't, but also he, like, I made an embarrassing stupid mistake believing I was off camera. Oh, yeah, so that makes it okay. He's not gonna apologize. <laughs> He's just like, I thought I was off camera. I thought I wouldn't get caught. It's what? Like, no, what? no, you're not. What's wrong? To yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with masturbating to your coworkers' voices with your with your fucking camera off? If your oh, camera's God. off, it's okay to jerk off to your coworkers' voices. It's totally fine. Oh, maybe it was a actually. Here, here you go. This is the reason why. So, this is actually a really interesting little thing that Vice was doing. Uh, so, two people who were on the call. Oh no, they they, they told Vice that this is, you know, they were doing a little simulation for the New Yorker, uh, yeah. to simulate the election, uh, and we had a couple of folks who were playing establishment Republicans, uh, a couple of folks that were playing, uh, you know, important figures within the race, you know, Biden and Trump and so on and so forth. We had a far right. We had a left wing Democrats. We had a military and Jeffrey Tubin was supposed to have been playing the courts. Oh, so the courts just always jerking off. I get it now. Courts. Yeah. So maybe he was like, actually, this is going to be some like (laughs) primo social discourse. This is exactly what the courts are always doing. This is my dick. Are you guys happy now? Like, did, you I, get did it? I make a did I make an art? Is this an art now? <laughs> did I make an art? Yeah, I think I made an art by touching my wee wee. <laughs> I just can't think about Amy Coney Barrett without whacking off. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you should have done that spin instead. Like, what is wrong with me expressing this art form? we're playing roles here let's all be mature adults as if you guys have never seen a penis before come on (laughs) you guys could have made me anything yeah but I was the courts you know so uh, that's what I had to do yeah (laughs) yeah it just Uh, seems yeah it's pretty pretty lame way to go not gonna lie I do notice something hmm? Out of this this group, we have a lot of antithesis. So we have establishment Republicans, establishment Democrats. We have Biden. We have Trump. We have far right. We have left wing Democrats. Why does it say far right, but it doesn't say far left? Why does it say left wing Democrats and then military and courts? What's up with that? Know. I don't well, know. Why? Why? Why I, you got to leave out the, the left? The left. Even within the concept of what they were doing, like I don't understand the purpose. I don't understand. 
all right, we're simulating an election. Like, wait, what? Like, I like I'm trying to like. I mean, I don't work for a fucking newsroom, so I don't know what the fuck these dickweeds do in their free time except for jerk off during Zoom calls, apparently. But it's just like, I don't even know, like, what would be the functional purpose in this, like, thought exercise they were doing. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, oh, look at me. I'm Biden. Oh, here's the deal, folks. <laughs> like, what? I, I don't know what, what they would have say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, what? Are, what? Like, we're all playing these different roles. Like, what? That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I'm trying to, like, make sense of even, like, how, like, this thought exercise would work. Like, maybe it was so stupid. Like, Jeffrey was just like, guys, this is the stupidest shit I've ever heard in my fucking life. Fuck it. I'm just just going to whack off. Yeah, I'm just going to (laughs) go whack off. But I don't want to be so far away that I can't hear what's going on. So I'm just going to turn off my video. All right, turned off my video, and here I go. Jeffrey, it, let, Jeffrey, let, what are you doing? Let's get to it. Oh, oh hold on. Let what? me just, uh, I'm just going to mute these guys. Okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah. I am the master oh, of the no. mute. <laughs> I muted myself, but I didn't turn off the video. No. Oh, I'll just go out and come back in and pretend like nothing happened. Let's see if anybody noticed. <laughs> Jeffrey, we all, we all saw it. We I saw feel everything. like there's a couple of reasons why they do this type of thing. Like, one, uh, you know, you've got an opportunity to give your audience a little bit of insight as to what these folks might think about the role in which they're playing. You know, maybe there's some hot takes going on. Uh, but I'm the military. No, Mr. Trump, you cannot become Orange Man Mussolini. Stop that right now. Yeah. Oh okay. So that. I think that's more accurate, though. I think it's more tribalism. I think it's just like this is this is how people are supposed to act when they do these things. You see, if you're part of the far right, you're supposed to like Trump, and if you're part of the left wing Democrats, you're supposed to not like Trump. It's just like stupid shit that yeah. it, it's like a, it's like a morality play, right? Like yeah, that's what it sounds and like. This is the moral of the story: Jeffrey Tubin's gonna masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man <sighs> it's pretty ridiculous uh so m- overall moral of the story like don't do simulation elections that's just well, stupid yeah and also just like no matter how muted or video muted whatever you call that turned off whatever just like don't don't jerk off at work just don't jack off at work yeah, don't don't jack off at work. But what about like uh, my my boss my boss makes a dollar and I make a dime, and that's why poop, I that's jack it. off we, on company we, time. We draw the line at pooping. Oh oh oh, it's just pooping. It's only pooping. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Don't don't masturbate on the clock. That's that's something else entirely, especially if not on a Zoom chat. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my god. Of all the places, exactly. It's like like the literal worst time, like the literal worst. It literal worst. Yeah, absolutely. Literal worst. Fucking idiot. Oh man. Seriously. Speaking yeah, of kinda, literal, hmm? uh, nothing. Go ahead. Speaking of what? <laughs> you sure. <laughs> oh, are we gonna talk? What? Are we gonna talk about the, the Iowa guy? We're gonna talk about the guy from Iowa. Which guy from Iowa? Or are you trying to wrap this shit up? I was thinking about wrapping it up. We've been going for a minute. No, let's 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 wrap it up. It's it's getting pretty late. I think it's I think it's time we gave our listeners a break. Okay. 
Speaking of... I got nothing. <laughs> if you'd like to uh, email us, you can email us by emailing us at syndicapowerment at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you there. You can also like us on Facebook at Syndicapowerment. You can tweet at us on the Twitter at me one We'd love to hear from you. It would mean a lot to us. And if you are listening to us through any of the listening apps out there, please like and review the show. It means a lot to us and helps other people find us. Yeah! Ooh. Find us like the... The one single baby that didn't die in sub-Saharan Africa from indoor air pollution. Well, that's just sad. Yep. There's only one. Uh, There's only one left. (laughs) Come up with a better one and splice it in. I didn't need... (laughs) What the fuck? Uh, I feel like we talked about some good stuff, but I'm... Oh, how about to find us like the Sacklers super secret hideaway on their super secret island? (laughs) That sounds cool. Okay. Let's use that one. I like that. Use that one.